Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 56 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I guess this is technically part one of the Retail CEO Challenge, Systems and Processes. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So when I started Savvy Shopkeeper, I quickly learned that there wasn't a perfect paper planner for independent retailers. Part of the reason is that many independent retailers have unique business models or different needs. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard shopkeepers who said that they had paid up to $80 for a yearly planner only to find it didn't give them what they were looking for or that they just gave up on it, you know, probably after the first month they started using it. So three years ago, I started creating the shopkeepers planning and tracking worksheets. Since then, I've improved the worksheets and I've added more worksheets and I add more worksheets based on the feedback that I get from from the women or the group members in Savvy Shopkeeper. And that would be the Shopkeepers Lab and Master Shopkeepers. And then I realized the worksheets were being used. I think I created them because I needed them and hoping that they would help others. And then I've learned like people really do use them. Shopkeepers are using them and that they're helpful. And most importantly, these worksheets laid the foundation for retailers to create and customize their own planner. It gave them a system. Someone I want to give a shout out to is Lindsay of Yarn Garden in Michigan. And I'll be sure to link her website in the show notes. But when I host our annual planning session in Master Shopkeepers, Lindsay is one of those people that shows up and she gets me excited because she's excited about her planner. And she always shares like how she uses them, her own ideas, how she uses the worksheets, how she builds her own CEO planner. And I really just love her enthusiasm for the worksheets, her planner binder, and this annual planning session that we do. So if you signed up for this year's challenge, you should have received an email already with instructions. But I'm going to quickly review the steps just in case you haven't been able to get into your inbox. And these are the steps that I recommended for part one is to go ahead and buy or reuse if you want to repurpose one, a three ring binder. And then you can maybe personalize it with your logo or stickers or do whatever feels good to you. Second is pick and choose the worksheets that work for your own business. And I think at this point there are 15 worksheets. Like I mentioned, I add to the worksheets throughout the year but pick the ones that work best for you and download them. And then you'll want to go ahead and print them and punch holes into them. If you you have a binder, if you're putting them into a folder, you don't have to worry about punching holes into them. And then this is how you start to build your own custom planner. And what's fun is once you get started, just like Lindsay, the ideas will pop into your head about, oh, I, I should add this or I need to add this or maybe I can ask Kathy for this because I think it'll help other shopkeepers. And this is actually what I do for my own retail business. I wouldn't want to create something for shopkeepers that isn't helpful or something that I don't actually use myself. But I genuinely really like this system. 
And I don't use every worksheet in the bundle. I don't use every single one. I create them based on what everyone else needs. And then I, again, I pick and choose what works for me. And just like I recommend to group members or anyone that joined the challenge, be sure to do the same for you. Choose and download and print what works for you. I also don't want you wasting printer ink, right? So today, part one of the challenge is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And I'm not sure I've ever really gone into detail on a previous episode about this, but it's systems and processes. And when retailers tell me they don't have enough time in a day, this is usually one of the culprits. There are other reasons that hopefully I'll get into in future episodes, but this is a pretty big one. Setting up systems and processes in your business can save you hours each week. Not just hours, but some headaches too, and I'll explain that in a little bit. A process is a series of steps or actions performed to achieve a particular goal and forms part of a larger system. And if I said it differently, it would be processes are all the related activities inside the system that work together to make it function. And when I say systems and processes, I sometimes get that look, that look a dog gives you when he or she tilts his head and has no idea what it is that you're saying to them. You know that funny look, I wish I had a meme. Maybe I'll find a meme and we'll add it to the show notes. So today I want to share some real life retail examples of systems and processes because I want to take that confused look off of your face if that's you. So example number one is this CEO planner that I'm talking about. This is the system that has allowed me to truly understand what's going on in my own business, analyze my information so that I can see what's happening, where my sister and I need to improve, and what we need to do to eliminate things and maybe end plan for the future. Because part of this planner gives you those aha moments or that information that you realize like, okay, this is not working in my business. I need to change this. And part of it shows you what is working in your business and how you should be going in all in on that. So the system is the binder planner itself. If we're talking about what's the difference between a system and a process, the system is the actual binder itself. The processes are each of the worksheets or the reports or the other parts that you end up adding to the binder. I'll talk about more of the worksheets in episode 57, I think, (laughs) and 58. Can you tell I haven't mapped them out yet? This episode is brought to you by Flowdesk. Email marketing shouldn't be so hard. That's what I thought for years when I struggled using another software program to design and send emails for my retail store. Then Flowdesk came along. Now it's so easy to design and send beautifully branded emails to our customers that convert into sales. I also use Flowdesk to send the Savvy Shopkeeper newsletter. Flowdesk is a woman-owned company and the software is in beta, which means they're still new and building some features, but personally, I have loved it. If you have an email list of over a thousand or more subscribers and you send emails to your customers pretty regularly, you know the monthly price for email marketing can add up. At this time, Flowdesk is offering unlimited subscribers and unlimited emails for $38 a month. But I have a special offer for you. You can have unlimited subscribers and send unlimited emails for only $19 a month. To get half off the monthly price of $38, yes, it's only $19 a month, 
Visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk for a special link. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk, F-L-O-D-E-S-K. Anyhow, this system is extremely important in my business because I'm not neglecting or avoiding some of the most important pieces of information about what's going on in the background of my business. The processes are important because having something designed for retailers saves me time throughout the year. All right, let's move on to example number two. Example number two is the system we have established at my own store for custom painted services. I know in both the lab and master shopkeepers, there are quite a few retail store owners who specialize in selling paint, and it's a variety of paint lines all from all different companies. But the one thing that most of them do, including my sister and I, is we offer custom painted services. And there are multiple processes involved when we take a customer on the journey from inquiring about our services to us delivering a finished furniture piece. When we first opened, we did not have a system in place for this. And it was obvious that we were floundering. It was embarrassing. We looked unprepared, unprofessional, inconsistent, and it was clear that we needed to set up a system for this. Not only does a system help you look professional and be prepared as a business owner, you'll see it creates efficiency. And when I only work 12 to 20 hours per week in my retail business, efficiency is key. It is so important. If I'm there only six hours, I have to make the best of those six hours. Okay, so for those of you with furniture painting services, you're probably thinking, Kathy, can you just get to it? Like, I need to hear what this system is, right? (laughs) So let me break it down for you. Here are the processes in our system for custom painted furniture services. And this episode, I mean, really, I could take a whole hour to talk about the system. So I'm going to have to make this brief, but at least I'll give you the eight steps involved. So the first step for us was to create a page on our website and to create a hard paper version of this too, so that we could just point people to the website and it shows them what it is that we offer and what we don't offer. The second part of the system is we created an online form. Because part of doing custom services and giving someone a quote involves many questions. So instead of me standing in the store for an hour talking to our customers, and I love to talk to our customers, but if I'm only there six hours, I can't spend an hour on this. So we created an online form. We point everyone to that online form. It's a series of about 15 questions. They answer the questions in the online form. And then it takes them to step three, where I reply in an email and give them a quote. Another part of that process is we created a pricing structure. This was also really important because my sister and I were both giving our customers different prices depending on the project. Now we have a set pricing structure depending on the size of the piece of furniture, maybe if we're painting the interior, the exterior, if we're painting in white. And if you're a furniture painter, you know painting in white is so much more work. It takes extra coats of paint and extra patience. So step four of the system is scheduling. Once the the customer replies and says, yes, I'm interested, I'd like to move forward, I send them a scheduling link. And it's a digital calendar where I set up 
when we're open in the store and when we're available for consultations. There isn't like a constant back and forth in emails. And if you're wondering what we use, we use Calendly. It's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y, and I'll have it linked in the show notes. Another option that I know people use is Acuity. We'll link that in the show notes too. But we use Calendly. It works really well, and it eliminates going back and forth with someone to try to figure out what day and time works best for everyone. Step five is the actual consultation. They show up on their scheduled date and time. We do the full consultation. They drop off their piece of furniture. The next step during that consultation, the next process, is the written agreement. We have a two-page written agreement. We want everything that we offer and that we do and our terms to be really clear. The customer then pays a deposit. The next process is the work and service. It's the work that we perform on their piece of furniture. And then the last step is the pickup. We schedule a pickup. You know, we make sure that in our terms and our agreement that it explains because we have such a small studio, we need them to pick up their piece of furniture within three days that it's finished. But we're all, we're really clear with them. They get it. The the agreement is simple to read. And then when they pick up their piece of furniture, I guess another pro, another process or part of the last process is we give them a care instruction form. It is really clear about how they need to take care of that piece of furniture. We're not sending them home unprepared to to take care of a painted piece of furniture. There are specific things that need to be addressed and we want it to be really clear. And luckily, this whole system has saved us many hours of work, lots of standing in the store talking to customers about this system and the processes. It just, it has simplified it. We look way more professional. And I'll be honest too, like we've learned over the years that our services are worth something. And when we feel it's time to raise our prices, we raise our prices. Okay, um, that's it. <laughs> I hope that's helpful to some of you who do paint furniture, but it's just a really good explanation of a system and all of the processes in the system. The last example I have If you buy, if you order from markets like America's Mart in Dallas, and then throughout the year you're receiving pallets and shipments from your vendors, you kind of have to have a system for that too. This one I'm going to keep really simple so I can move on, but it's six steps for us. The first one is arrival and accepting the order. You know, something even like being able to explain maybe in a standard operating procedure for any future employee that you hire that there's a system for that. So for us, we only have one door in and out of our business. And when there's a freight delivery, the freight delivery person has to drop the pallet on the sidewalk right next to our front door so that we can quickly unload that pallet and bring all of the boxes in. A new employee may not know that. My sister and I know that, but a new employee may not know that. But if I have this system written down somewhere, A new employee going through all of our standard operating procedures would quickly see that that's how we handle a situation like that. Another step or another process in this system is unboxing and unpackaging because there are specific things that we do regarding that. And it's important that we do that right away so that if we need a refund for something that's damaged or we need to contact the vendor to get something replaced, that happens. We don't just take the boxes and put them in the basement, even if it's holiday merchandise. It all has to be unboxed and unpacked. Next is data entry. That's putting everything into inventory. The next step, actually, I have these reversed. It should be pricing and then data entry. 
then labeling all of the products, and then either choosing whether we store the merchandise that we received or whether we put it out on the floor and merchandise it. So that's a six process system or six step system, however you want to look at it. This episode is brought to you by Tundra. Tundra is an online marketplace for retailers in the United States and Canada. And what I really like about Tundra is that they eliminate transaction fees and markups. As a result, Tundra empowers their community of buyers and suppliers to keep reinvesting in themselves. As a shop small advocate and a buyer for my own retail store, I appreciate that the makers aren't taking a hit on their profit margin when I order from them on Tundra. From home decor to beauty and fashion, there are hundreds, probably even thousands of suppliers to buy from. If you're a brick and mortar store owner and you open a new account, you'll get $50 off your first purchase with Tundra. To get this special offer, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Tundra. Again, it's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Tundra, T-U-N-D-R-A, and you'll get a special link to get $50 off your first purchase. So how does this pertain to the 2021 Retail Challenge? Several of the worksheets in the bundle are designed to specifically tackle systems and processes. Using these worksheets or creating your own, hopefully the worksheets that are in there inspire you to set up other systems, and then seeing the results from them will hopefully get you to create more systems and processes in your business. You'll see how this saves you time and creates uniformity for everyone on your team. You won't have team member A saying or doing one thing and then team member B saying or doing another. And that can result in a really confused or frustrated customer. Or it could result in a confused and frustrated business owner. And no one wants that, right? So if you're a one woman or a one man shop, I know many of you want to grow your businesses. I know you're overwhelmed and need help. And to you, I say, don't neglect setting up systems because in the future, when you do grow your team, training them is going to be so much easier. Don't think like, I don't need to document that or I don't need to create a system for that because it's just me. But I know from lots of conversations that many of you want to grow, you just don't know how or the fear of training someone um, plays a role in not growing. This is going to help you get there. If you're building your CEO planner, make sure this binder inspires you to do the work. So like I mentioned earlier, you can add stickers to it or create a cover on the binder or the folder that you use that makes you happy, that makes you want to go in there and do the work every month. So if you did join the challenge, I want you to log into the Shopkeepers Academy and go visit the listing for the challenge. And then in module one, you'll see the planning and tracking worksheets. That's where you download them and then you're gonna be able to print them. If I were to divide the worksheets into categories, there are worksheets for tracking, and I'll talk about this in episode 58. And then there are the worksheets that are more related to systems, which I'm talking about today. And there are worksheets for analysis and being the real CEO in your business, and we'll talk about those in the future too. So I'm going to quickly review out of the 15 worksheets that we have in that module, which ones pertain to systems and processes. 
So the first one is the marketing calendar. And this is a 12-month calendar with important retail dates and holidays so that you can plan for the future. The actual full calendar is the system. And then all the processes are the, is the work that you'll do within that calendar. Okay, the next one is the event planning worksheet. And I want to give a shout out to Samantha of Absolutely Southern Designs for giving me a, a template that helped me build this worksheet. I'm really grateful to her. She's always so giving and willing to share. But this one is really important because this really does create a system for planning events and then reviewing the event after it's over. And I know many of us aren't hosting in-person events but online events take some planning and effort, too. My sister and I just just hosted a Facebook Live clearance sale event, and that takes a bit of effort. Having a planning worksheet like this will help you be prepared for that event. Not only does the event planning worksheet help you plan, but like I said, it's actually a system and process tool. It lays out the steps you need to host the event, and then Part B of the worksheet gives you the information you need to review the results and the outcomes of the event. The next worksheet that I would say is a systems and processes worksheet is the daily cash drawer report. This worksheet is most likely one process out of many in your opening and closing system. So some of you might have like an open opening checklist or closing checklist. You would add this as part of that system. And it's a simple tool, but it's it helps to have all team members go through the same process for counting the cash in the drawer or whatever, it else, whatever else it is that you might need when that happens. I can't tell you how many retailers were happy when I added this to the lineup of worksheets. We get so busy in our businesses that sometimes it's the simple worksheets and the simple things that get left behind and neglected. Number four on the list of worksheets for systems and processes is the order form. Again, this is another simple worksheet, but personally one my sister and I use often. An order form may not apply to all retail businesses, but personally, we have some products that we either have custom made or that we personalize. So this simple order form creates a uniform system where anyone in my business can see the status of an order placed with us. So for example, we use this for custom made stools, personalized growth charts. We even use it for pre-orders when we have paint drop shipped to our customers. So this form, even in its simplicity, is extremely helpful in my own business. And then I would say the last one of the worksheets that's a system and process worksheet is the shopkeeper's report. And this worksheet is another process in your opening and closing system. It's also, I guess, technically a tracking worksheet. And tracking, again, is what I'll talk about in episode 57. But this worksheet can be used to track daily or weekly information about your shop. Even recording a little detail like the weather for that week or for the day can be an important piece of information for a shopkeeper. Because if you're in a cold winter climate like me, you know that a day when it blizzards, can I say blizzards? <laughs> it can keep people indoors. And it can reflect why your sales might have been low for that day or low for an entire week. If daily sales goals are important to you and your business, this is one important piece of information that brick and mortar store owners should track for their businesses. So to summarize, systems and processes are extremely valuable in any business. If you often think, I don't have enough time, setting up systems is one tool that can alleviate a lot of frustration 
and can open up hours in your business. I hope this episode has helped you understand what systems are, what processes are, and why they help. And more importantly, I hope this episode will inspire you to jot down a list of areas in your own business where you should be creating systems because they, they truly, truly are helpful. I can honestly say that the effort we put into systems in my retail store business is one major reason why we were able to work half as much, like literally my sister and I cut our hours in half because of COVID. And in 2020, on average, I only worked 12 to 18 hours in my store every week. And I can honestly say that we profited more in 2020. We work less even during a pandemic. So if you want to sign up for this challenge, it's not too late. It's still open. I kind of felt like in order for people to understand what this challenge was about and what the challenge offers, that maybe I should just keep it open throughout these episodes. So you can visit shopkeepersacademy.com or you can find the link in our show notes. Click there and go sign up. So if you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything that I've mentioned, especially the people that I've given shout outs to, you can visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 56. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 56. And until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.